Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. share something quickly out of the Old Testament actually. First uh, Samuel chapter 16 if you can find First Samuel chapter 16. They're about and I'll just share with you something quick. Um, even those who are online, uh, you're not in the room so you can't like relate to some of what's happening here. But I have, let me see how to put this. I have always struggled with faith. I have always doubted myself. Always. Many people who look at me would think I'm the guy with the greatest confidence. I have always struggled. In fact, if it was not for Angela here, I would have stopped singing completely. For some reason, she, 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 she came out and told me, no, 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 you actually sing well. Because I thought I am the worst singer I had ever witnessed. Then one time, we were at a men's retreat somewhere. I think the real singers didn't show up. And then the guy tells me, you are leading us in worship today. Well, I see. Come up with a couple of songs. By the time I was done, these guys were coming to me crying. I'm like, why are they crying? Then another time I was in another country in the States, I was at this huge church, and then they told me, Oh, you're going to sing with the worship team. I was like, What? <laughs> I don't know what you want, but I'll give it a shot. So they hooked me up with all the gadgets and they give me my microphone. And in that one song, I was supposed to participate in one song. So, of course, everything is super programmed. You're hearing in your ear, it's now time to go up. You go up. Sang pretty ordinary singing. And then after the end of the service, all these people who are crying, lining up in front of me. I, what? I, I can't relate. they thought they had never experienced anything like that. And I can't relate because I think, I'm thinking such a bad idea to give me this microphone amidst these professionals. Those were real professionals. They sing and even you feel things crawling on your skin. I don't know if you're like that and you're here tonight. 
And you'd think that after these many years of doing a couple of things, I should have outgrown it. And I haven't. I still doubt myself. Everything I do, I do it doubting. But I do it. There's something about growing up with a father speaking into your life that leaves you incapacitated emotionally such that even when everyone thinks you're doing well you don't have that voice that says this is my beloved son you know I'm well pleased and I've been around the block long enough to know that I'm not alone So then you find sometimes that you're doing great things not because great things need to be done but you need to prove a point. To who? Absolutely no one. <laughs> well, if you only had that person who would say, awesome, then you don't have to go the extra mile on broken legs just to prove that I can do it. Am I talking? I want to suggest to you that King David was such a man. You are not alone. For whatever reason, it may have been that the father just couldn't be present for whatever reason or they went to heaven early or they yeah and then maybe you've tried to use as many substitutes as you can father figures and for some reason it never just measures up people who study a little bit more than me say that David was loved by his mother but not his father. The name David itself, the English interpretation of it is beloved. Would you believe it? Beloved. I think all those psalms came out of that place of no one likes me, but God does. I will sing to him. That's why he has such a personal relationship with God. The most significant story we read that puts David and his father in the same picture frame is First Samuel chapter 16. Now the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go. I'm sending you to Jesse, the Bethlehem 
Bethlehemite. For I have provided myself a king among his sons. Are you tracking? And Samuel said, how can I go? If Saul hears it, he'll kill me. By this time, Saul is a raging, riotous king who has been rejected by God but still possesses the office. How many of you know you can, still, you can see it in the physical, but when in the spiritual, it, was, it already shifted? That's why you can see sickness still in your body, but when at a higher level it has already been evicted. Are there people here? So Saul was still king on earth, but in heaven, the transfer had already been signed. So anyway, so he says, so God gives him some wisdom. Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Then invite Jesse to the sacrifice and I'll show you what you shall do. You shall anoint for me the one I name to you. So Samuel did what the Lord said and went to Bethlehem and the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said, do you come peaceably? And he said, peaceably, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to, to the sacrifice. So, when it, so it was when they came that he looked and Eliab, at Eliab and said, Oh, okay, Eliabu, for those who like it that way. I said, surely the Lord's anointed is before him. <laughs> Wait a minute. The person saying this is Samuel. This is not some boy from the village. This is prophet Samuel had more authority than the king. The prophets of Israel had more authority than the kings of Israel. Kings could not call the prophets to order. Prophets could call kings to order. Are you here? Because for some of us, we think the only way you can make a difference is by first becoming a politician. You're already a prophet. Paul said, I wish that you all prophesy. You can call coronavirus to order. You can call injustice to order. You can call poverty to order. You can call sickness to order. You can call that ongoing feud in your extended family to order. Amen. So he says, this is Samuel. I mean, if Samuel speaks, that's it. Because the Bible says, the Lord never let any of his words fall to the ground. 
and, and that's, I, that's what I've believed God for, that none of my words shall fall to the ground. That when I tell you new wardrobe, new wardrobe, unless, unless you reject the word. There are those who reject the word. They want me to first put on a robe and be like an Old Testament prophet before they can receive it. When I said that cancellation, there are those who reject, there are those who receive, then two billion is chopped. And others are still working through payment, payment plans for their debt when there's a word. None of my words shall fall to the ground. Yeah. Because I'm in Christ. And Christ is greater than Samuel. Just a little detour. <laughs> the Bible says in First uh, Corinthians. Let me just go there quickly. First Corinthians chapter one. Chapter one of First Corinthians. Verse twenty-six. Let me twenty-six. Let's read together. It says, For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty and the base things of the world and the things which are despised God has chosen and the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are that no flesh should glory in his presence so maybe you have some gifting some qualification some connections you have some important phone numbers in your phone What else? Some inheritance, some kamane. And somehow you're thinking that those are the things responsible for the fulfillment of those things that we are told you from the Lord. Forget it. The only thing that's responsible for those, those fulfillments is your faith. What do you really believe? Back to David. So, Samuel says, the Lord's anointed is standing before him. Verse 7, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance. <laughs> Don't listen to his accent. Don't look at his suit. Don't look at his height. Don't. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Don't look at his age. Yeah. Don't look at his skin color. Some people are dark black. Don't look at. Is it just don't? Do, do, I, I, I get what I'm saying. Because you're evaluating using the wrong parameters. And do you know the person you evaluate the most using the wrong parameters? 
is seated in your chair right now. Says, do not look at his physical stature because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. God looks at the heart. The heart. So while you're looking on the outside, God is looking on the inside, looking at the heart. So he says, so anyway, so of course Samuel is like, bad call. Bring another one. So Jesse called Abinadab, this is number two. And made him pass before Samuel, and he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse made Shammah pass by, and he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Thus Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen this. Now, how many of you know people say seven is the number of completion? In other words, if you are not even the seventh. Yeah. If you had brought six, it would be like good theology. Number seven. David, number Musambu. Eh? That's the number of completion. What? Remember, <laughs> you're seven, and you're not Tolikuru Kalala, my friend. You have not been shortlisted. Oh, think about it. Who is the most important? person that has ever visited your home. The one where you come from. I'm not talking about the one you now run. Because you may... <laughs> I say... Uh, I say... Uh, may I say what? Okay, forget it. Uh, but I want you to remember, who is the most important person that ever visited your home? I asked that question in another setting just this past week, and people talked about the bishop. When the bishop came, a cow had to die. What? The whole village came. Others, they hosted there. Simanyi, Archbishop of the Nanka. Where? Some others, they hosted the cardinal. Someone's home, they hosted the Navagereka. Security, gulu, gulu. Some others hosted the president. He didn't even eat the food. Well, I'm going to be the president. 
Security matters. Now, now, are you reflecting on your own home? I'm sorry if you never got important visitors. I'm sure you're going to correct that for your children. You'll get important visitors for your children to remember. Or just join with others and do something. I'm also available to visit. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's get serious. So, I want you to remember the most important person that ever came to your home. And I want you to imagine, are you, are you playing back the, the video of that visit and all the chaos? Now, I want you to imagine that somehow your father and your mother forgot to tell you. And while you were digging in the garden, a full-fledged party was happening at your home, which wasn't a 30-minute affair. It involved the elders of the city receiving the prophet, sanctifying them, separating your father's family, offering sacrifices, and then going through this whole ritual. And this whole time, you're in, you in the garden digging, and no one told you. And you're not an orphan. These are not your step-parents. These are your real parents. Are you tracking? That's a very bad place to be as a kid. You're going to grow up with issues. If your family can forget to call you when the president has come. Go come out in the afternoon with your hoe. Then you're seeing all this meat, you're like, what has been going on here? <laughs> oh, oh, oops, sorry, we forgot to tell you. Now, I'm telling this story with all this humor as hoping that it never happened to you. But they didn't call David. They didn't call David. Not his father, not his mother. They did not call David. On the most significant day in the history of Jesse's house, they didn't call David. You feel excluded. Have you ever felt excluded? When people just don't call you. Yeah. Like, wisdom. I call them for my birthday, but they don't call you. You click. Like, you remember theirs, they don't remember yours. You, you, 
you buy gifts they don't buy for you it's like you know when you get a boy and am I dying now when it's friendships of course you have the choice of always walking away and make new ones life is too short to, to, to cry over friendships but this is home They didn't call David. The prophet had to see in the spirit. Now those days, because we are looking for sons, the rest we only have daughters left. But maybe we bring the daughters. Somebody say, ah, it's a king, not a queen. <laughs> Thank God nowadays we have queens. And Samuel said to Jesse, the prophet, Atamani family, is now the one asking, are all the young men here? That's when it hits Jesse. And is there, he is keeping the sheep. Do you really want him? He's the one who keeps the sheep. Jesus looks at Peter and says, Do you love me? He says, Lord, I love you. And says, Feed my sheep. Says again, do you really love me, Lord? I love you. Feed my lambs. He asked him at that time, Peter, do you, Simon, son of Bajona, do you love me? Like you know all things. He's giving him the worst job in the family. In Israel, the job of keeping the sheep was the worst job in the family. And it was reserved for the last born. While everyone else was off doing more important things, you, you took the sheep to care for them. That was David's station. Maybe you also like that and... They, they always seem to give you the worst end of the stick. 
whether that's work, family. I don't know what, what your history is, but like, ee! when they are hunting for schools for people, how, like, how did I end up in that school? Like, how? Max, that is our way there. Like, Are you here? God is ministering to someone tonight. You just feel like they always give you the wrong end of the stick. You always pick that short straw. Like, when is my break coming? Even when the prophet comes, they don't call you. It takes divine intervention to say, there must be one more. Because this perfect number seven, a wait there, but God is not saying anything. Sheep, those who are involved in leading in church, shepherds, pastors, mission community leaders, elders, that's our station. The worst job in the family. That's why the guy has to first ask, do you really love me? This kind of work. If you don't love me, you can't do it for me. It's the kind of thing that only people who really love me can do for me. Because it's not your sheep, it's not your lambs. It's my sheep, my lambs, it's my flock. But I'm about to give you the last bones work. And it's not pretty. It's not glamorous. You'll be forgotten in the bushes when important things are happening. So, and someone said to Jesse, Send and bring him, for we will not sit down till he comes here. See that? Do what? Send and we will not sit down. This whole party is suspended until the boy comes. You know, what is it? If God be for us, who can be against us? Like, even your own father and mother. The, the writer says, David himself is the says, when my father and mother forsake me. In other words, he's not writing fury. He has experienced it. haven't always had it easy. You get that you're not the one who is invited. You sh don't show up on the list. You end up in that rural school. Something. Something. The promotion list, you're not there. Someone always makes sure, like this guy who testifies, someone even pays to take your business away. 
he says, you know what? We will not sit. Business in this business in this organization is suspended until progress in this family is suspended until this party switch off the music until the wedding is over until it's like God is like I'm God everyone may have forsaken you forgotten you and whatever it is but I'm going to bring you out myself And friends, when God brings you out himself and is down introducing you and is down saying this one is mine. I can tell you no one can do anything about it. No one. They will fight, they will throw stones, they will write about you, they will come up with stories, they will whatever, they will call you a cult, they will call you what, they will call you tall, they will call you short, they will call you drunk, they will call you sober, they will call you everything. But nothing can stop you when God himself chooses you. That is true. I can tell you, I stand here not because I had a hand. I didn't have a father. I didn't have a mother. I didn't have nothing. I didn't even have friends. I didn't have any admirers. In my high school, I was the guy that no one found any sort of inspiration being a friend to. In fact, I'll not even go there. Let me go there. In fact, my class, some of my classmates who I said even came up with a nickname for me. They called me Lousy. I'm telling you, nothing. It's just the beginning. Whatever God has said, it's going to happen. I'm telling you, you've come too far to go back. The devil should have killed you 10 years ago, 20 years ago. survived all sorts of doctors reports you're here I'm telling you I'm telling you I'm telling you when God is going to do significant things in your life he takes away all those props all those props and whatever I lean on these friends 
I lean on this one. I lean on this one. When all you're left with is Jesus, you're ready for greatness. You may be doubting. You may be not sure that you have Jesus. You have God. David, how can your parents forget that there is an anointing service for the possible future king of Israel? Look, if that was happening in your house, you even bring the nephews and nieces just in case one of them then God says even appoint the cabinet so you bring everyone neighbors yeah your friends kids you bring the prophet is coming the prophet is coming where is Abana send the kids the prophet is coming what you just bring everyone so that you give him a really tough time to figure out who Because you don't want him to look and say, I think he's not one of these. You want to have participated. Same father, same mother. But God said, "Mm -mm. we will not sit down. Have you ever felt rejected? Like properly. Because I have. Big time. Huh? You are like, wow, I'm on my own on this one. Yeah, like, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> have you ever had that thing which you can't even tell your friends? This one, if I tell them, mm, they will all forsake me and. F- <laughs> no tambalana chop. You walk with your hope alone. They don't understand the pain you go through to keep waiting, to keep hoping, to keep praying. Waiting for a different report. You're in, you're out. You sing together, you serve together, you preach together. No one has a clue. The contradiction that you are. You carry big hopes and big doubts all at the same time. And you're here tonight. Tonight is special. Because God wants to affirm you. He wants to say himself, this is my beloved daughter. This is my beloved. Oh my goodness. In whom I'm well placed. And it doesn't matter who promotes or demotes you. I'm going to move you forward.
do not sit down. So he sent and brought him in. <laughs> I was ruddy with bright eyes, good looking. And the Lord said, Arise. <laughs> Anoint him, for this is the one. Wow. When no human being sees any value in you, and then God himself says, This is the one. This is the one I've chosen to do that significant task. This is the one I've chosen to lead the nation. This is the one I've chosen to take that ministry to the next level. This is the one I've chosen to start that business that's going to change the scope of economics. This is the one I've chosen. special purpose. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and entered him in the midst of his brothers and the spirit of the Lord came upon David. From that day forward so Samuel arose and went drama. Can someone get me some anointing oil? I feel like tonight is special. Just stand up and start praying in the spirit. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.